What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and this week I'm coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which here in late June is hot and humid and is having crazy weather. I heard on the news yesterday there was like a huge hailstorm in the Minneapolis area with one-inch ball sizes of hail, so I'm happy that I escaped that one. But I'm also really happy that I've been able to keep up with the podcast even when I'm traveling. I've been traveling this entire month, and this is the last leg of my trip. I'm off to Iowa. And by the time you hear this episode, I will be actually back in the UK. So my next week's episode will come from you recording back in my normal office back in the UK. But it's been really fun and I feel very privileged to be able to travel and work at the same time. It's really awesome. So this week, I've got a listener question for you. And what we're going to be talking about is morning routines and specifically morning routines and what I did for my morning routine when I was still working my full-time day job. But before we get into that, I just want to share with you something that I'm just absolutely loving. It's a new service I discovered. I'm not affiliated with them at all. I just paid to use them and I love it. So I just wanted to share it. I, while I was home in New Hampshire, I was helping my mom clean out the attic, as you've heard about in the past couple of interviews. And even though I'm going for simplicity and I'm all about that, the magic art of tidying book where we're trying to have less stuff and have a more simple lifestyle, I just couldn't manage to get out of visiting my parents without a suitcase. Okay, well, two suitcases of stuff. And some of it's it's just old stuff that I used to have at home when I lived there that still has sentimental value or that I think I'll be able to use that I really like in London. So I found this awesome service. It's called sendmybag.com. And for not too much more than, well, actually a lot less than it would cost to actually mail something, they come to your house, they pick up your suitcase, they transport your suitcase to wherever you need it to go, and then deliver it to you at your house on the other end. This is awesome. So I sent the two suitcases that way. It was super easy. And apparently they're already there waiting for me in London, which is just brilliant. So assuming everything arrives in one piece, um, if it doesn't, I'll let you know. But assuming everything went smoothly, I mean, it took like three days to get them to from my house in New Hampshire to my house in London. And it's just way more affordable than shipping something by the mail. And also, I don't have the hassle of carting these suitcases through the airport, which is always really stressful. So... I think it's awesome. Great for transporting your stuff to different locations in the country, across countries. And traditionally, it was set up to send your bags ahead. So if you were going on a long trip, you could actually send your bags ahead so you could travel with just a carry-on. And we all know how nice that is to not have tons of luggage, right? And also have to not wait when you get off a flight for your luggage and hope that it arrived and didn't get delayed. So I'm just totally loving that service and just wanted to share it with you in case you're in a situation where you have a lot of luggage to transport. Maybe you took a few too many things from your mom's attic as well and need an affordable way to get home. So that was sendmybags.com. Totally love it. 
The other thing was, a couple episodes ago, I asked, I was commenting on how the ratings and reviews on iTunes really concentrate in just a couple of countries. And I know, because I've heard from you guys, that there's people listening to this all over the world. And so I'd love to hear from you. So I did get a comment from Yulia in Russia, and she said she wasn't able to leave an iTunes review for some reason, but that she's out there and listening to the podcast and loves it. So thank you, Yulia. If anyone else is out there in other countries, I know you are, would love it if you'd log into iTunes and leave me a little rating and a review and I'll read it on air. But just checking my most recent reviews on iTunes, I've got one from Lauren Jean, the Mama's Coach. In early June, she wrote, I just love your podcast. Just recently started listening and I'm addicted. I think I've listened to at least four a day for three days now. Well, such great and inspiring interviews. Being a health coach myself with a new podcast, I'm so happy to see you enjoying yourself and making it fun, plus packing it full of useful information and, oh, useful and actionable information. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Lauren Jean. And that's awesome. You've been listening to four a day for three days. I'm really flattered. (laughs) I remember one time back when I lived in D.C. and I was just desperate to move to Europe and I found this podcast about by these two Um, one American girl and an Australian that live in Paris, and they were writing about their experience there. And I remember I wrote in a comment because I just been I was just so desperate to move. I must have just listened to them constantly. So I was getting through, I don't know, five or six episodes a day. I was just totally obsessed with it. And so I actually wrote to them at one point and I was like, like, I've just gone back and re-listened to every single one of the episodes you've ever made. And they mentioned me on air and they were like, we can't believe anybody would go back and listen to all of our episodes on air. This person's a little bit crazy. So, which was a bit funny. I was a little bit crazy, actually. So for any of you out there listening to my back episodes, I won't call you out on air, but thank you so much for listening. And seriously, if you haven't, go back and listen because the podcast started in January 2014. That's just like a year and a half ago. And there's so many good, valuable interviews in there with the information still totally relevant. So don't feel like you just have to listen to the most recent. I would say like, you know, any place, well, even back to starting, you know, starting at the first couple of episodes is just filled with really good info. So if you need more of a Wellprinter fix, just hop back into the back catalog and there's loads of good info in there. Okay, so now let's jump over to Belle, who's our listener that's left me an audio question. And if you'd like to leave an audio question to be answered on a future episode of the podcast, you can just go to wellprinteronline.com slash blog. And then on the right-hand side, you'll see a little black rectangle that you can click on. It says, ask a question. And you can just click that and record a question right then, and it will get to me. That works from a computer. If you're going from a mobile device, I'll actually link right to the page in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, you can click the picture of the Wellpreneur podcast album cover, and it should bring you to the show notes right on your phone. And then you can click the link so that you can leave your audio question too. I can't get to all of them on the air, but I'm trying to answer as many as possible. So feel free to leave me a question or a comment so I can hear your voice. Okay, now let's jump over to Belle's question. Hi, Amanda. This is Belle. I am a member of your Wellprinter Incubator Beta Test Group, and I just want to thank you so much for leading this magnificent group of women who are all very insightful and brilliant and critical thinkers. I'm very excited to continue the group and continue the journey. So the question that I have for you regarding building a wellness business online is kind of a spin on a very typical question. So here it is. 
what were your top three morning rituals you did every day to build your business and lead a balanced life while managing a full-time day job and building a business? So most of the time people ask this question of entrepreneurs or executives who have already reached their quote unquote success level. But I want to know what you did while you were building your business online and you still had your full time day job. What were those three things that you found critical to do every day? And did those things change once you really got into your online business, once you left your day job? Oh, thank you so much, Belle, for your question. And I had to cut off the end of that audio comment, but Belle's website is labeledfit.com, and it's a business that she's running with her husband, and she's just fab. So thank you so much, labeledfit.com for Belle. So let's get in now and actually talk about these morning rituals. And I really appreciate that you framed your question to talk about the morning rituals I did back when I had a full-time job, because it is true. It's different. It's a different life now that I can just wake up and focus on my own thing rather than having to think about spending eight, 10 hours a day in an office doing something that I'm not totally passionate about. It really changes the rhythm and pace of your day. So I'm a morning person. Let me just say that. So that probably makes it easier for me to integrate a morning routine into my life. It feels really natural for me because I always have a lot of energy when I wake up. Well, I used to have less energy and need a lot of coffee before I kind of had this health, you know, had an awareness of what my, of eating healthily, but I've always woken up with a good amount of energy. So the key for me when I had a full-time day job, and also if I get into a really busy period of my life or if I'm traveling, is that I just have to wake up early. It's really important for me to find time and space in my life to allow me to think and process and work on my own goals. So for several years, the first, gosh, I don't know, seven years of my career, especially when I was in the U.S., I would only allow myself enough time in the morning just barely to get everything done and rush out the door. And I was almost always like rushing at the last minute to catch my bus to get to work. So I had it timed to a science, you know, down to the minute of I needed this much time to shower and then eat something quickly and then get dressed and then boom, I'm out the door. And what I found when I started my own blog, VintageAmanda.com, and I wanted to have that time and space to work on my blog, I realized that I needed to consciously build quiet time into my life. So I started getting up a lot earlier. So I'm talking about getting up at least an hour and a half, if not two hours before I would need to leave to go to work. And now my husband thinks this is totally crazy, but for me, it really works. And I still do this now when I've got a really busy time in my life or when I'm not feeling in control of my schedule during the days, if I have other commitments during the days. It's really important to allow myself enough time to think clearly in the morning and to get back in tune with my own priorities. So I would always allow, say, like an hour and a half or two hours before I needed to leave the house. And what I would do when I was working full time and trying to start my business on the side is the first thing I would do is get up and I just get a glass of water usually and then sit at the kitchen table and write morning pages. So morning pages is an idea I got from Julia Cameron, who has a book called The Artist's Way. And the idea is that you're just free flow writing in the morning. So you just try to fill like two or three pages with uncensored thoughts. 
and just dump everything out of your brain. And I have to tell you, while I was working full-time, try as I might, I'm a very optimistic, positive person, but there were a lot of mornings when my morning pages were like, I hate this, I can't believe I have to go to this job, it's such a waste of my time, I have so much more potential. All that crap that's in your head is better out than in, right, as they say. So in the morning, I would just let myself brain dump whatever was in my head freeform. And I found for me that I didn't write this in a journal. I actually just wrote it on notepaper that then at the end of the week or even that same day, I could just tear up and throw away. Because to me, morning pages is different than keeping a journal. A journal is where I'm capturing like my thoughts and kind of what's going on in my life. And it's in a nice book that I carry with me. And I do journal a lot too. Morning pages serves a different purpose. Morning pages is just like emptying out your brain and getting everything from your brain onto paper so that you've got time and space. So this would take me maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes just to do a brain dump. And I would just write out every single thing I was thinking, stream of consciousness, you might put in to-dos, you might put in, like it might jump all over the place, you might start making a to-do list and then be like, oh, I really got annoyed about this or I can't believe I have to do this thing or I'm so excited about vacation or you might, I some days I would fantasize about what my dream life would be like and I would write all of that out. It doesn't really matter. It's just whatever comes to your head in that moment, write it down on paper. For me, I found this really clarifying, not because of what I wrote, but because it gets it all out and it's like you feel like you've gotten it out of your system and then suddenly you have a little bit of clarity and silence and space because all of that clutter is out of your head. So after that morning pages, I would always just do the morning pages separately first thing and then I would eat breakfast. And I don't know, I have a thing, I picked this up in France, but when I'm eating, I try not to do anything else, like even read. Well, obviously I could have a conversation, but I try not to read or be on my computer while I'm eating because I find that it doesn't, I just kind of eat my food quickly and don't chew it well and don't really pay attention to what I'm doing. So for me, what I would do after the morning pages is then get up and make myself breakfast and then sit down and eat breakfast. And sometimes I just have a little sheet of paper beside me then. Because sometimes like these ideas would just pop into my head and I just need to write them down. But it wasn't like serious writing. I was mainly focused on eating. And again, now that your head's clear, I found this really nice. It's like, I don't know, maybe that seems like it's kind of a waste of time in your day. But for me, that was like my quiet clarity time before the commute, before all the demands in my day, before having my priorities shifted into what my boss wanted me to do, before I was exhausted in the evening. It really just gave me time and space and perspective on what I was doing. And I always, always, always make time for breakfast, even if it's going to cut into my sleep so I won't get enough sleep. Really, I always prioritize breakfast because I know I just, unless I start off with some balanced breakfast that's going to balance my blood sugar, it's just setting me up for disaster the rest of the day because I get mood swings and then I start eating chocolate and then I start wanting caffeine and I start just eating all sorts of stuff. So I always make time for breakfast. And my husband, again, kind of think that's a little crazy because he can just power through without breakfast. But I know myself and I've learned over the years that I just can't do that. And I feel much better and I can perform much better if I have breakfast. So for me, that's what works. Okay, then the third thing I do is really look at setting mini goals. 
And one challenge I ran into when I was working is that I just wanted everything to happen right now. I didn't understand. You know, I just felt like if I only had full time to focus on my business, I could make so much more progress. I'd get all this stuff done. And I was really demonizing my current situation, like how bad it was. And as I talked about in a previous episode about the myth of leaving your day job, it's not actually all sunshine and roses on the other side. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it already. But what I learned is that it was actually better for me to set little tiny goals for my business rather than trying to like launch a program within a week and then killing myself nights and weekends to try to get it done. It was better to set up like little tiny goals. So maybe my goal for this week would be to do research about my program. And then the next week would be to plan it out. And then the week after that, it would be to create the first module or to build the technical system for it and just make these little tiny steps. So what I would usually do after breakfast then is just think about, just kind of reflect on where I was going and see if I could set a little mini goal for the day or for the week, something that was going to take me to the next step. When I think back, actually, because I do a version of this now that I'll tell you about afterwards, I think the difference was that back then I didn't always have personal priorities for every day because I couldn't work on my business every day. So it was more like for the week. So I'd clear my head with a brain dump, have breakfast so I had some time to reflect, and then write, you know, the three things I was going to do that week or the couple of little mini goals I was going to try to achieve that week and just keep that in front of mind for myself so that when I did have time to work on my business, I had a really clear goal that I was working towards. It wasn't just sitting down and being like, oh, what should I do on my business? I've got like a couple hours free and then what do we do? Because it's easy. We go on social media. Who out there is nodding and laughing? Does anyone do this? You're like, oh, I'll just check Facebook and comment on some things. And then, you know, suddenly your two hours is gone. This is not an effective way to be building your business on the side. But you've got to let yourself, instead of having the to-do list of 70 items that I know we all have, you've got to like clear your mind, get some perspective, and then focus on like a couple little mini goals that you can make progress on in the next week or the next two weeks. One of the things that I really liked to do once I had some direction with my mini goals was figure out how I could fit it into my life. So I used to take the train to work. And one thing I used to do is load up on podcasts on the train. And I also had a notebook that was for my own business that I would carry with me. So on the train, on my commute, I would like listen to one or two podcasts every day and take some notes and write some action steps about what I was doing. Also, depending on the, what I was working on, sometimes I would even carry my iPad with me. And I had this little external USB keyboard that was really small if I was going to do some serious work. And I would go out during my lunch break and sit in Starbucks and just work for like 45 minutes. Now, I have to say, people in my office did not take lunch breaks. Everyone would go get a sandwich and sit at their desk. And I decided at that point that, well, technically we're supposed to have a lunch break, right? There's no big deal in going out in the middle of the day. It's just culturally people didn't do it. So I just started doing it. And that can be really scary, but you know, you don't stay out forever and you decide what's realistic and maybe you just do it a couple times a week, but actually making that separation from your desk, going out to a different place. And even if you just write in your notebook or, you know, you're listening to a podcast or you can do a little bit of work on another laptop, only if it feels right for you. I didn't do that all the time when I had a really stressful time at work. I couldn't do that. But if I was working on a really big project and I felt like I could make progress in 30 minutes, like, for example, outline a blog post or send some guest post pitches or just do some planning, I was able to do that during my lunch breaks. I'd also work a lot on the nights and weekends. So I have to say, 
You know, I can't hold myself up as an example of doing this totally perfectly. In hindsight, I would say it's better if you can plan out when you're going to work and balance that in with time that you're going to spend with your family or your partner or even with yourself. I didn't really do that. I was kind of obsessive and I just, in every free moment, I would just work on my blog. Like that's all I did. So I did it on the commute. I did it during my lunch breaks. I did it like any downtime I could find. I did it every single night after work or on the weekends. And if I couldn't work on my business, I'd feel guilty. And I think in hindsight, it would be much better if I'd said, okay, Tuesday and Thursday nights are going to be my nights I work on my business and Saturday mornings. But then I'm not going to do anything on it on Sunday. And that's going to be my time to spend with my husband. And Thursday night or, you know, Wednesday night is going to be our date night or something. I should have done that. (laughs) So I would encourage you, if you can chunk out your week and kind of plan in advance, it helps you understand how much time you've got to work on stuff and also helps you not feel guilty because this guilty feeling about not doing enough is just crazy. It still happens even when I'm just working at home because you can work all the time. You feel guilty if you don't. And that is just, it's crazy and not healthy. So learn from my mistakes if you can and try to block out times to work. And then when you're thinking about your mini goals for the week, you'll know how much time you have and what's realistic. So Belle, that's what I used to do, like my morning routine when I was working. So getting up super early, definitely doing morning pages first thing, and then having a good breakfast, and then writing down some mini goals for the week and kind of building in systems so that that I was able to accomplish stuff even in the midst of the rest of my busy schedule, whether that was loading up podcasts, always having my notebook with me, carrying my iPad or a laptop so that I could get a little bit of my own work done, and definitely try to schedule in times to work and times to not work. It'll help you be a lot more focused on your business. I actually think I would get more done if I hadn't worked all the time, if I was a bit more focused, and it's just going to be a lot more fun and a lot more sustainable. So now that I'm self-employed and I'm working full-time for myself and I don't have to go to a day job, I still get up early. I don't have to get up as early because I don't have a commute. So suddenly all that time from my commute, I can spend in the morning on my morning routine. So I still do that thing where I get up and in enough time to do some morning pages and to have a proper breakfast. I usually do something physical now, like some yoga or some stretching or go outside for a walk and then get ready for my day so that I can be down starting work in my office by 8.30. That's just my schedule. Sometimes earlier if I'm really excited about a project, sometimes a little bit later, but generally around 8.30 I get started. But the one thing that's really different for me now is that while I'm having breakfast and after I've done those morning pages so I have some perspective, I take a look at my priorities, just, you know, what's in my head and what my big picture goals are, and I set three actions for the day. So we can have a to-do list of like 70 things, but what I always do is say, okay, today, what are the three most important things to move my business forward? And I write those down. And then when I go down to my office, I try to do those first. This doesn't always happen, but I try to do at least one of them first before getting into something else. For me, highlighting the three most important things to do in my day has really been life-changing because otherwise I'd have my huge to-do list and I'd sit down and just try to pick stuff off the to-do list to do. And of course, the instinct is to pick the easiest, quickest thing. And that's not always the most strategically important thing to do. So I definitely recommend, you know, if you have a work day or you're self-employed, give it a try for a week or two of just picking the three most important things to do for the day. Do those three things and then reevaluate. Do you still have energy left? You know, if so, you can go to your big to-do list and then start to tick off some other stuff. But if not, then you can just stop after those three things and you've really made 
strategic, important progress on your business. Okay, so that's it from me this week. I hope that was really helpful for you. Bell, thank you so much again for writing in your question or, or calling in your question. If you'd like to leave a question to be answered on air, if you're on your iPhone or iPod or a mobile device like that, you can just tap the picture of the Wellpreneur podcast and it will take you to the show notes and that will give you a link to where you can record your own voice message or you can go to wellpreneuronline.com, click on the podcast and there'll be a box on the right-hand side that says ask a question on air and you can do that and record your question for me there. As always, you can find all of the links to everything I discussed in this week's episode in the show notes, which are at wellpreneuronline.com slash 69. So have a fabulous week and I'm going to wrap up my last week here in the US and I will see you back here next week where I'll be back in my office in London and getting back to normal life and I can't wait to talk to you then. So have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.